Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self driving flying car, but we just say self flying now. You know, because it's the future and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Season's greetings, happy holidays. Emerson Phillips with Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis. Scott, Merry Christmas. How was Santa? Was Santa good to you? Merry Christmas to you, Emerson. Merry Christmas to Gamecock Nation, and Happy New Year coming up. I uh, had a great holiday. Santa was very kind to me, as, as always. So uh, I was pretty happy with my gifts, and I hope everybody else was, too, and I celebrated by uh, eating about 15 pounds of Christmas food yesterday. <laughs> Give us an idea. Uh, tell us one thing you got, Scott. Socks? Oh, was it all socks and sweaters, or did you get something really good? <laughs> I did get some clothes, which I was very excited about getting and uh, needed. Um, got some gift certificates to restaurants and things like that, so I will be looking stylish while I'm eating good food. So that's always good. Scott's new column is up on Gamecock Central. We invite you to check it out. Scott's a Gamecock alum, and he's a lifetime Gamecock fan. He brings us a fan's perspective each week. And the headline of his column this week is a Gamecock's New Year's Resolutions. 
So, Scott, uh, Christmas is over now, and we're about ready to turn our attention to New Year's Eve and the bowl season and all that and uh, the start of a new year here. And that means it's time for the time-honored tradition for many of us of making promises that we know we're never going to keep in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what this time of year is really good for. And I started thinking about whether I wanted to make New Year's resolutions or not this year. And I realized that there's very little reason for me to do so because I'm probably not going to make good on any of them. So I decided instead to think about how I could approach following the Gamecocks in 2018 and beyond and what I might do differently uh, in the future. And so that was the genesis of what I uh, started when I began the column. And uh, I think some of these I may actually be able to keep. We'll see. Scott, you said it's not very likely that you're going to start going to the gym on a regular basis in 2018, something you might want to do or like to do or need to do, but that's probably not going to happen. So you propose a re- resolution revolution in 2018. Tell us about it. Yeah, I did. I think start the main thing I would stress in reading this column is that I'm talking specifically about me and how I want to maybe make some changes with how I follow watching the Gamecocks. Um, and I'm not telling anyone how they should follow the team. In fact, that's a later point in the column that I'll get to in this discussion. But watch the Gamecocks however you enjoy watching them. But for me, there are a couple of things that I think I could do differently, starting with maybe staying as far away from social media as I can uh, on two fronts. One, I found myself getting into this arms race of sorts to try to be, you know, one of the funnier people who uh, writes about South Carolina and and making sure that I always had a uh, quote-unquote witty tweet ready regardless of whatever was happening in a football game or basketball game and I'm not sure that really needs to be the best use of my time I just need to watch the games and uh, respond accordingly to what happens and the second uh, part of that is probably need to stay away from social media in the heat of the moment especially after a bad loss Uh, that never seems to go well for me I remember earlier this year after South Carolina's basketball team went one and done again for what seemed like the thousandth year in a row in the SEC tournament, um, I jumped on Twitter and just ranted about my uh, frustration and why it was so inexplicable to me that the Gamecocks couldn't seem to do anything in that tournament no matter what the situation was. And, of course, they responded by making the Final Four immediately after that and rendering those tweets completely ridiculous, which I was very happy for them to become. So maybe I just need to uh, take an hour or two after a game to figure out exactly what my thoughts are. So Scott has resolved to step away from the phone and the computer more in 2018, stay off of social media and less knee-jerk reactions to what's going on with the Gamecocks, and you've got to pay more attention to what the Gamecocks have got going on on the fields and courts this coming up year. Exactly. I think, you know, for me, I just think it will enhance my enjoyment of the games um, I don't need to be thinking about what I'm going to say on Twitter when I'm watching a game. <laughs> I just need to watch the game, and then, then we'll go from there. So that's going to be something I take a shot at doing in the coming months. Scott, one other thing that you'd like to see less of in 2018 is fans telling other fans the right or wrong way to conduct themselves. That's right. I really do. And, and by the way, 
as I said at the beginning of this conversation, if you if the way that you enjoy watching sports is to tell other people how they should be watching sports, then feel free to have at it because, as I say in the column, there is no right or wrong way to follow a sports team, in my opinion. And I see a lot of fans telling one another how to properly follow the team, whether it's on social media or message boards or any of the myriad ways in which fans can communicate with each other in 2017 and about to be 2018. Uh, you know, w- when we started with all of these new medium w- mediums from which we could communicate with one another, there seemed to be a preponderance of really negative fans who uh, just would blow up the coaching staff, administration, you know, the guy that sells coats at the concession stand at Williamsburg Stadium, anybody that they could get after, after a bad Gamecox loss. And there was just a desire to play the blame game. And fans got so fed up with that that now I feel like there's almost been a backlash that's just as bad. You can't, it seems like, state any opinion that's not 100% positive on a social media outlet like Twitter or a message board without getting completely blown up by what I called in the column the positivity enforcers. So I feel like we just can't seem to to find a happy medium where you can talk about the team and what's happening without, you know, fans denouncing each other publicly. Scott Davis's new column is up on Gamecock Central right now, and the headline is a Gamecock's New Year's Resolutions. Scott, another subject that you touched on this week really resonated with me, and you talked about the recruiting saga. We all know how important recruiting is, particularly for your football program, and it's the lifeblood of college football programs across the country. We all understand that it's important, but uh, following every turn of the recruiting process can be uh, gut-wrenching at times for devoted fans like us. No doubt, and I've been absolutely one of these people who's been hooked on, you know, any nugget of information that's happening in the recruiting world and um, want to state very clearly recruiting is the most important thing that you can do to build a winning college football program. So no one is denying its importance or how vital it is. South Carolina's football and basketball teams want to become elite and stay that way. It's going to have to happen with them recruiting the very best athletes in the country and not just uh, folks from the Carolinas and Georgia. They're going to have to start making inroads all over the place. And so recruiting is hugely important, but some of these uh, recruiting sagas are so incredible that they defy the imagination. A couple of years ago, a, uh, I remember a prospect declaring that he decided to pick Auburn instead of Clemson because there was a Chick-fil-A closer to where he'd be spending <laughs> most of his time in the football <laughs> operations building at Auburn. So that's when I realized if this is what decisions are being made uh, on, and they are, by the way, you see all the time in these recruiting stories, some of the silliest reasons for why prospects end up going somewhere. And uh, then I don't, I have no control over what's happening. and I don't need to be fretting and, you know, uh, sitting around looking at social media or message boards to see if a guy enjoyed his visit because I have nothing to do with his desire 
to go to a particular place. And so I just need to step away from it. Scott, I can tell you exactly when I decided to dial back my interest of uh, in college football recruiting, particularly for the Gamecocks. It was a specific, a specific player, in fact, that I was really hoping, this was 10 years ago or so, that I was really hoping the Gamecocks would sign. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Let's say it was a defensive lineman from the Charleston area, and he had mm-hmm. narrowed his you know, highly thought, sought-after prospect that considered a can't-miss guy, and uh, he had narrowed his final two schools to South Carolina and another SEC school. I thought the Gamecocks were going to get him. I was really excited about the Gamecocks getting him, and he ended up signing with the other school in the SEC, and I was bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided at that point that I'm no longer going to get caught up in the everyday uh, process of the recruiting process, and I was going to wait mm-hmm. until the signing list was official and then take a look mm-hmm. at who the Gamecocks had and go from there. And it's made my mental health a lot better. That's essentially what you know I, I've been doing and hope to do more of as well. Find out who signed on signing day. See what their credentials are what coaches and analysts are saying about them and determine whether you think the Gamecocks pulled in a, a worthy class, but agonizing over how somebody's visit went in July when months still remain uh, on the calendar before a prospect can sign. And and to be honest, I'm not breaking any news here. I think this has been obvious for a while, but so many of these kids really enjoy the recruiting process. They enjoy the attention that they get. They love passing out feelers and hints and clues to uh, get the fan bases <laughs> in a whirlwind trying to figure out what they're saying and what it all means about where they're going. And the bottom line is uh, we just don't really know how any of these kids are going to pan out. I think the goal in recruiting, you know, people talk a lot about whether stars matter um, from sites like, like ours and the Rivals Network. Uh, I, they do matter, it appears. Um, the teams with more four- and five-star players typically are the ones playing for the national championship. So I think they matter, but I think that, you know, the way I want to approach it is to look on signing day and see what the Gamecocks have compiled and then determine whether I think the program is heading in the right direction whether than fretting, you know, in September about whether a guy liked the music that the DJ played, you know, when he went to Williams Price Stadium. Bottom line here, Scott, uh, you just the message in your column this week is just to encourage fans to be better fans in 2018, yourself included. And uh, bottom yep. line is that folks need to uh, remember that these are just games and show up for the tickets that you paid for. If you got football no, tickets, yeah, that. That is a good one, and I should have put that in there. Fortunately, I, if I have tickets, I'm going to the game. I, I'm not a guy that gets tickets and then sits on them. So, but yeah, that's another one. I think that, um, as we've seen with the basketball attendance this season, which has been remarked upon you know, quite a bit, and uh, I, I, absolutely, if you've got tickets, try to get to the game. And if you can't, try to get them to somebody who can but at the end of the day, I just hope fans just uh, try to enjoy these things and uh, not put too much emphasis on everything that happens over the, the course of the season. And I've certainly been guilty of doing it and will be again. But it's a good reminder for me to try to uh, take this up a little less seriously. Scott Davis, our columnist here on Gamecock Central. His new column is up. We hope you'll read it. 
Gamecocks New Year's resolutions. You can reach Scott on Twitter at SCD on fire, but Scott may not be on Twitter this as much in 2018. Scott, thanks very much. <laughs> Thank you, Emerson. Happy holidays to everybody. Likewise. That's my man, Scott Davis, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.